0: I was thinking about going home, but several just begged me to preach. (laughs) And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Fifteen of you, there were eleven, and then you add Paul back in, you get twelve again. And if you want to add that other disciple nobody knows anything about, we can talk about Matthias. But God had already picked the twelfth before the church got busy and decided to do it before God sent him. But that's all right just think they changed the world what are you going to do what are you going to do as a follower of jesus christ change the world tell them that's what you're born for that's what you're bred for to be an overcomer in the church of jesus christ now it's been sweet lately You've come to church so regular you don't, couldn't believe you could come so many weeks in a row. You've done lessons at home. You've talked to mentors. You've talked to your parents. You've done all these things in preparation for this moment when you professed your faith in Jesus Christ. You've had so much support, it would be hard for you to say no. Because since you were in the crib in the nursery, this church has been praying for you. Let me share a secret with you that I haven't told everybody yet, but... The reality, I think, is after nearly two years here, trying to figure out just what was unique about this congregation in a recent retreat, I look, I struggle and struggle with it. I came up with this. It may not be right, but it's right to me at this point. And that is this. This church is sold out to make disciples of Jesus Christ who become passionate followers of Jesus Disciples who become passionate followers of Jesus. Now, you became a disciple today. You have announced to the world you are a follower of Christ. But here's what's going to happen. Things aren't going to always go right from here on forward. Some things are going to happen in your young lives, who knows when. They're going to cause you to question, where was God? What was God doing? How does this fit into my understanding of being a follower of Christ. People are going to laugh at you at some point as you get older and you start telling people that you're a Christian. They're going to say, that? Why, nobody goes to church anymore. You see, it's a lie going around the world that the church is dying. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. It's not about to die. We're just getting right-sized, right? We're getting down back to the people who are committed, who are going out into their culture in which they live and Boldly, yet with love and gentleness, proclaiming the word of love that God has made clear in Jesus Christ when he walked this earth. To the extent that you and I do that, and the rest of the people here, people all around us will be affected. They will be different. But it's not easy. You've come a long way, you think, now after four four months. Here's the good news. I've already shared this with you once a little, but the study's not over. You know, you have grown up as a sort today, making your own profession of faith by yourself. amidst another group who's doing the same thing. Your parents couldn't do it for you. You did it on your own. But now, now the challenge is, will you continue to follow Jesus Christ? Will you continue to pray? Will you continue to think about what it means to be his follower? Will you continue to come to worship and really enter into worship? Are you going to just come to worship and play on your cell phones? What's it going to be? When you come, are you going to invite friends to come or are you just going to watch them on their way to another place? Not heaven, because no one even invited them to church. What are you going to do? What are you going to do as a believer in Christ? This church is not through making a passionate follower of you. If you think they are, that's just because you haven't been to youth group yet. That's coming. I mean, you've been progressing up the way, and now you're going to join hands with the youth who are older than you and who are going to lead you into becoming a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. This will not be over, this growing up in Christ, if you will, until you breathe your last breath on earth. I'm going to pick a a good witness to that. Let's see. Who do I think is the oldest person here today? (laughs) Could you save me the trouble and just stand up if you think you're the oldest person around here? But if they stand up and you look at them, somebody's back there. She said, Lois said, I'll stand up. Lois will stand up. But Lois is not through growing. She's not quit following her Lord. She's not quit learning. She's not quit worshiping. She's not quit serving. No, she is not. You never get too old as you outgrow the church. You never get to a point where you can do this on your own. The idea that Christianity is an individual religion is a lie of the devil. It's not biblical, and don't you dare try to practice it. Because if you go out there and start living on your own and disobeying the church and ignoring us, we're going to come drag your little self right back here. <laughs> you are us now, and we are yours. You cannot make it on your own, regardless of what someone may tell you. It is not the way God planned it. He planned us to grow in community. Now I'm through. I'm just going to read three passages of Scripture. And you listen, the words going to sound a lot alike in these three passages of Scripture because they are. They make two points. First one I'm going to read. It's a great passage of Scripture from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, separate you completely, purify you completely, from your little heads down to your little toes, something fresh water can't do. And may your spirit and your soul and your body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said that, but that wasn't all he said. This is what he said in Philippians, in in the first chapter, beginning with verse 6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it from the first day until now, until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all because I have you in my heart since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of grace with me. You're just like Paul. You are partakers of the divine grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God is not finished with you yet. And he will continue that work until he completes it in the end. And then lastly from Ephesians chapter 4, hear these verses. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service in the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature person, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love we are to grow up. Hear how many times it keeps saying grow up in one way or another or be made perfect? We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. You know what you know at this point because you're this age and you've walked this far in your life and people have witnessed to you this much. But all of that is just getting started. You're about to get on a motorboat of life. and The next thing you know, you're going to be sitting out there and somebody's going to be trying to lift you up as the oldest member of a congregation where you're worshiping, and life will be gone just like that. And then your reward is coming, and you will reap it fully when you breathe your last here and breathe your first breath in the kingdom of God where our Savior reigns. You know, people get all confused about the church, and we've made a pretty good-sized mess of it. I'm sorry about that, but, you know, it's really hard to get a lot of knuckleheads to see things right. But you know what? The church never gives up in doing that. We don't give up and we don't give out. We don't just watch somebody else do it. We don't wait for mom and dad to do it because, as you'll know, like me, I only have one sainted mother left. She's 90 years old. She can hardly get up or walk much, but her mind's still reasonably clear most of the times, and she's still teaching me. Every time I show up, she's reminding me about something. Maybe I hadn't been there soon enough. Maybe I'm working too hard, as she thinks. Mothers are like that. Christians are like that, too. Don't think you've arrived somewhere to sit on your laurels because you got wet. You got wet because you professed further of faith in Jesus Christ. And if you don't keep nurturing that faith, there are those who would steal it from you. Those who will tell you that it doesn't make any difference. You have to decide all over again all the time if you're going to continue to believe and continue to follow. Now, if you're passionate, I like that word passionate. We've been talking about it a lot lately at Staff. What is a passionate follower of Jesus Christ? We're going to be talking about that in weeks and months to come. But let me just share this with you in regard to that. Passionate, if you just break that word down, it talks about intense emotion. Intense emotion. It talks about an eager desire. I've asked you a lot of questions this morning. And you've said yes to all of them just like you're supposed to, right? Now I want to know this. Do you have an eager desire to continue to follow Christ? Are you ready to do it? Is it intense or is it the most important thing in your life? If it is, I will promise you this right here today. And you can ask me about it now or 20 years from now, should I still be here? All of which is uh, debatable. But wherever I am, you can ask me. And if not me, some other person who's lived a long time. And ask them, are you still passionate about Christ? And if they look at you and they say, no, I'm afraid most of the passion went out of my life, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take their hand, however old you are, I want you to look them in the eye and say, you know, a long time ago at First Methodist Church Carrollton, I became a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. And my pastor told me that day that my passion will remain for every breath I take on this earth. The only way you will not have that passionate faith is if you turn it loose. Because God will always be calling you to live it out. We love making passionate followers out of disciples. And we're about to get started on you in a whole new way. Let's pray, okay? Father God, if there's somebody here this morning who just has never gotten it. Just has never been able to say with conviction that they want to be a passionate follower of your son Jesus Christ. May they feel that urge today. If there's someone here, Lord, who is a follower of Christ, but they've been trying to do it along and they've been struggling, let them know that we would love to meet them and invite them to become a part of this fellowship of believers. We need you, Lord, and we always will. And we know that you will always be there for us. We thank you for each home that blessed these children, raised them, taught them, and loved them. Bless them as we continue to go forward together, each of us seeking our own passionate way to follow our Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen.